This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Everybody together, hemochromatosis. I've been practicing. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Well done. You got that right. (laughs) After I tried it, I thought this is actually not so hard. I don't know why I struggled initially. And then I was just curious after I got the pronunciation right, what on earth is this all about? So let's jump in with what on earth is hemochromatosis? So hemochromatosis is a hereditary genetic condition where your body makes and stores too much iron. Okay. So it's simple as that. Well, Yes, it is. Yes and no. (laughs) So, yes, it is a genetic condition. Um, You have this buildup of iron and and it doesn't just build up in one area in your body. It builds up in in several areas or can build up in several areas. So it can build up in the liver, in the heart, in the pancreas, in your skin, in your joints and in your pituitary gland. But it's very toxic. So um, it's harmful. It damages the body. It damages your organs and your tissues. Um, and so there's several, you know, there's several symptoms that people can have if they have too much iron in their bodies. Let's, how do we get too much iron in our bodies? Are we consuming too many iron-rich foods and supplements, or is there something happening inside our bodies creating this iron? Well, it depends. So as I said, if it's a genetic, a genetic condition, it just happens by itself. If you are, um, if you do have raised iron, but you don't have hemochromatosis, it could be because you're consume, consuming too many supplements. You could be eating too many iron-rich foods. You know, your body is not able to um, get rid of the iron that you're actually consuming. So then, a simple solution is to cut out the foods that you are um, eating, stop the supplementation. Uh, some people just take supplements because they think, "Oh, I think I feel, you know, I feel like I'm a bit tired. I look mm. a bit pale, so I'll take that." So they don't really check their levels. And they could also take iron indefinitely, which is also not ideal. So you want to be checking your levels to make sure. So it, it, for those people, stopping the supplements, reducing the, the the foods will make a difference. But with the hemochromatosis, it's a little bit more serious mm. because you've got this, you, you've actually got genes that make you make more iron and store more iron. You've said something now, which I think is very important to mention. We often just go ahead and say, I think I need more of so I will go and buy the supplement and take it. And many people say, I can't, can't start my morning until I've had my XYZ supplements. Uh, and, unless it's something simple and we've had this conversation in the past, the possibility does exist by what you've just told us that we could be supplementing when we don't even need to. That's right. And so this is one of those things, iron particularly is one of those things we always need to check before we supplement because not everybody is iron deficient and not everybody needs an iron supplement. So what are some of those warning signs we're looking out for that would suggest there might be too much iron here? Okay, so some of them overlap with low iron. So things like fatigue and weakness, um, those can be um, two that could be a sign of too much or too little iron. Then you would have the the typical signs of excess iron would be joint pain, uh, liver damage, which is not Mm. really easy to see that we would have to test for. Uh, Liver cancers can also be caused by hemochromatosis and other um, iron um, uh, storing issues. Um, Heart conditions and diabetes can also be exacerbated by it. Um, And then sometimes if people have too much iron, their skin changes color. So it either goes bronzy or gray Hmm. um, and they might have weight loss as well. Uh, one would imagine you'd want to uh, know earlier on if you've got hemochromatosis, you know, if you're young. Is it something that can be detected in a young person so that you can uh, sort it out sooner rather than later? 
Yes. So if there is a family history, if anybody, you know, close family members have been, have already been diagnosed with hemochromatosis, they can, you can do genetic tests to check and see if you carry the specific gene. There's, there's a, um, an HFE gene that would carry a variant. Um, and that can be tested um, at a lab or um, by, a by a geneticist um, to see if you carry the risk for that. Um, if you, if you at least, do, if you know you're carrying the gene, then you know that you've got to look out for it. Um, and then obviously blood tests. So blood mm -hmm. tests can check and see what are your actual levels today, because you might have that gene, but you might not yet be um, storing um, excess iron. That's important. I mean, you don't really know uh, some of these things. You you can't even see if it's happening. Joint pain is one thing, but if your liver's getting damaged or, or whatever, how do you tell? So you've got to have your GP diagnose you, I'm guessing, or you can say, I'm pondering about this because of a family member. Let's go and get the test done. Yeah. So you definitely would need to get medical advice. You would need to go and have the proper test done. Liver functions would need to be checked, abdominal sonars and those kind of things. Sometimes they even do biopsies. So it really depends on the stage and you know what your family history is like uh, as to what sort of testing you would need to have done. So what happens if you are diagnosed with hemochromatosis? Where to from here? Okay, so the first thing that they normally want to do is they want to get they want to get rid of the blood excess blood in the system. So the the best way to reduce iron levels is actually to to do a bloodletting procedure. Hmm. So that could be something like um, a venous section. So you go like donating blood almost. Yes, uh, you would just go off to your doctor's rooms and they would uh, take some of the blood and then they discard that. Um, you would obviously need to avoid all any supplementation or any foods that um, cause excess iron um, to build up in your system. And and then obviously there there's some tests that you would need to do on a regular basis as well. Um, do you know anyone? Have you seen someone through your practice, through your own hands, Wendy, with hemochromatosis? I mean, what's the what's the long term prognosis? Well, you you do certainly run the risk of of liver damage. Um, so because the iron gets stored in the liver, it can it can actually scar the liver and cause liver. Um, we, so we mentioned liver cancer earlier, mm. um, but the, you you have um, a cirrhosis of the liver, which is a scarring of the liver. And it, it, if your liver is not working, then your system starts struggling quite dramatically. Um, so for me personally, I haven't seen anybody myself with hemochromatosis, but I work in a medical practice and, and we have several um, patients that, that come to the practice mm. that uh, regularly come for the venous section so that they can have those uh, the excess levels um, removed. So if you're avoiding those iron-rich foods, if you're careful with your vitamin C and you're coming to do the bloodletting that you just spoke about, I mean, the future can still be fairly bright if you've got your hand on it? It can, yes. If it's being managed well and uh, and those and you're managing to maintain those levels, you know, it depends on the actual level of of iron in the blood and whether it actually comes down or not. Mm. Um, so if if you're able to maintain it at an optimal level, then you know, then then you you're less likely to have any of the side effects related to it. Wow. Uh, and if it affects the liver, as you've said, then there's certain things one needs to avoid, I guess, uh, alcohol being one of those, so that you put as little pressure as possible on your liver. Yeah, so you definitely want to be doing um, a lot of liver support. So avoiding alcohol, avoiding any um, sort of drugs, so too many chemical drugs as well, so pharmaceutical medications, recreational drugs, those kind of things, you definitely don't want to be um, putting those into your body. 
Um, you would want to eat a nice healthy diet and make sure that you are um, eating to support liver um, liver function and um and you know, obviously, a nice, healthy, balanced diet. Lots of vegetables, um, not too many of the green veggies because those carry um, iron as well. Uh, you've got to watch for your vitamin C intake because vitamin C aids the absorption of iron. So you really need to learn about what helps for iron to be absorbed in the body, and you don't want to be having too many of those kind of foods, especially with your. You don't want to be eating those meals together. When this has been, and so- you also want to support your immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you get infection, then that, that puts more pressure on your liver as well. This has been really fascinating this morning and, and really brings our attention to the fact that we ought to get tested. But I think very few do. I mean, if I reflect on my own life, I mean, I'm in my mid-40s. I don't know how many things I've been tested for. That would be around certain levels of – unless I've gone and I feel like I'm totally burnt out and I feel like, you know, I I'm, I'm can't go on. It's sort of the point at which we reach when the doctor said, okay, I want to run a few blood tests. But, you know, when we're in generally good health and we're kind of plodding along, suddenly going to rush off and get tested to where I'm deficient is hardly something we do. Is that something we ought to be doing? Is that going to be something we do yearly and develop some kind of routine? Well, I think it, it depends. So there are certain things that could be tested annually, perhaps. But it also depends on symptoms because if you are feeling well and healthy, um, it isn't always an indicator of health, mm. um, but there are you, you would normally have some telling symptoms if you would have, a, you know, if you if you have something as serious as, as hemochromatosis, there normally are some symptoms that, com- that accompany it. And there normally are other family members that have gone before you as well. So, you know, you would then be more on alert as to do I need to check this or don't I? Whereas the average person I would say before supplementing. So if if there's any indication that you're not well or that you have, you know, you don't have good energy, that there's pain somewhere in your body, you should have that tested before just trying to fix it yourself. Mm. Yeah, you never know. You you could need you might need to might be urgent enough, and you might need to sort it out immediately. And you wait and wait and wait till something gets worse. So go and get that test. Wendy, thank you for that. If you want to get in touch with Wendy Christine, you can. She's a wellness practitioner and health coach at Integrated Health Solution. You can give it a Google and you can get in touch with her. Wendy, thank you so much for your time and your expertise this morning. Appreciate that a lot. Stay warm and we'll connect again soon. Pleasure, Brad. Have a great Thursday. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.